Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we're coming to you with a, a topic, if you obviously uh, are looking at what the subject is going to be for today, a topic that I believe that uh, all of us are interested in. I know everyone is going to be tuning into this episode. This is a an episode that, Doc, you and I have conversations about this all the time uh, as coaches. Uh, this is a conversation we had with ourselves in practice, this is this is a, a constant, uh, you know, moving a moving target in some ways. Uh, today, we're going to talk about answering the question: How much should you pay your people? How much should you be paying your team? Uh, we're going to be talking about paying your team. Uh, we did a, a episode a couple uh, episodes back, Doc, um, that I've heard just awesome feedback on. Well, a couple of series. One of them was spending the money that you're going to lose. I love the feedback we've got on that series, which was awesome. But one of the series as well, we talked about compensation and when to hire the next employee. That also got just tremendous feedback. So we're picking up what you guys are laying down. We're listening to your feedback. If you have some specific things you'd love for us to talk about in this podcast and we haven't yet, shoot us a message. Direct message myself or Dr. Steven on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear if you say, hey, I'd love for you to talk about this or, or some other concept that we haven't unpacked yet or you just want to hear more of, send us a message. We'd love to hear that. Also. If you're finding great value from this, we'd love it if you left us a review. For those of you who have, thank you. Uh, we read them. Dr. Steve and I, we love that stuff. Even we, I know in practice, we loved our testimonial books uh, and testimonials all over the walls and in the reception area. Uh, but we love it. If, if um, you, know, you can leave us a review, please, I'm asking you, uh, give us a review. Give us a five-star review and tell us what you love about this podcast. And last request, um, Share this with a friend. Share the show. Share the show. Share the show. We, we, uh, Doc, you and I, we forget to ask you, our listeners, to do some of these things. And I know I consume this podcast. I love listening. It energizes me. And I'm like, man, I, lo I love what we're talking about. These are really important things. I know many of you feel the same. Share this with a brother, a sister, a colleague. Yep. Uh, please uh, post it, post it on your page or whatever, where however you, you would do that. Uh, text it to somebody. That's what I usually do. I text them, hey, I think you'd like this episode. You should listen to it. Um, but please do that. That's that's uh, that's an ask. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Pete, I, you know, if you know Andrew Frizzella, he's got an unbelievable podcast. I mean, as long as you don't mind uh, F-bombs every other word. <laughs> but he's a powerhouse. And, uh, you know, they have a fee for the show and the fee you share the show. I love, I love that concept. So guys, that's the fee. Share the show. <laughs> you know, yeah. so... Uh, seriously, guys, uh, if promoting chiropractic is an act of kindness, you know, we know that to be true when we're talking B to C, we're talking about us promoting chiropractic to the public for them to get under chiropractic care. We do consider the, um, the act of promoting this, this podcast to other chiropractors an act of kindness as well, uh, because our purpose is to restore health, right? So we restore health through you guys. So if we can help more people, help more people, we just appreciate you for that. So pay the fee, share the show. I love it. So I, I chose to wear the shirt that I'm wearing today. Dr. Steven always has a shirt. He has a watch. He has a hat. He's always got something. He's got. So today's America. Uh, the, he, he's 
So I, I've got my, uh, you probably can't see it, but now you can. It's my New York, says New York. Okay, it says New York Yankees. So I've been uh, traveling a little bit this summer, spent some time. And we, we do a, uh, it's become a tradition now for me with my boys. They love baseball and we love the Yankees. So we go, went to the game. And I, I was thinking about, you know, what shirt should I wear for this uh, this episode? And I, I picked my New York Yankees, you know, because everybody always says, oh, the Yankees just buy their championships, you know, and I'm like, well, if you notice recently, they don't win. So clearly you can't buy a championship, but they do pay their people pretty well. I, I will say that they've got a pretty big payroll and they know the market that they're in. You're in the New York market. They're, you know, people from all over the world are going to come. They're going to go to a game. I mean, this is, uh, you got to pay your people and uh, they pay them well. But um, you know, I've been a, a big fan of sports. We always talk about sports doc on the show, but, you know, to the point of, you know, if you're going to uh, collect uh, a team that's going to have the potential to win a championship. You have to, there's a lot of factors obviously that go into it. And now with cyber metrics and the things they can, they can test and learn and know it doesn't always come back to compensation, but I'll tell you compensation matters and compensation sure matters paying people and paying them correctly matters. And so today our conversation is about money and specifically how you pay your people, what you should be paying your people uh, and we're going to we're going to get to it. So, Dr. Stephen, looking forward to digging into that. Compensation matters and it matters a lot all around Dr. Pete. Right. So um, top grading says that if you hire the wrong person, it's going to cost you three times their salary every year. If you lose the right person, it's going to cost you five times their salary. Wow. <laughs> you know, for a CEO. Uh, that be that better make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, right? And pay attention. It's like this compensation thing is really critically important. And it's something that very often, you know, we can take our eye off once we've established a team, right? Uh, we forget about compensation and maybe it comes up on the quarterly review where you're like, oh, you survived another 90 days. I guess that means you need a raise. <laughs> That's a terrible way to lead a team, right? That is not how we do it, right? So you want to, you know, you want to raise, I want to pay you more money. Okay. So that means you're going to add more value to the business, which means you're going to take on more responsibility, right? So uh, maybe that's a conversation for, for another show, exactly how to do a quarterly review, how to give a raise or grant a raise, right? But this conversation really is about just that starting point of like, how should you be paying your team? How much should you be paying your team? Um, this conversation, frankly, has never been more important, guys, right? So the reality is, is there's never been a more competitive hiring environment than what we're seeing right now. For anybody who's been trying to build your team right now, which if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're always trying to hire great people, right? So the reality is, is that there's never been a more competitive hiring environment. Um, I'm speaking from a lot of experience here. Okay. So I, I, I own five businesses, right? So in the chiropractic ecosystem, so I'm always building teams. I'm always in the process of searching and hiring a players and building a world-class team. So I live in this space all the time. One of those businesses is a placement service for chiropractic, right? So as you guys know, chiro matchmakers, right? So, um, we're, we're in this space. So I know how competitive of a space this is. We used to be able to put out an ad for a CA and get 400 applicants. Now we put out an ad and get 14 applicants, right? So just so you know, it's incredibly competitive placing an associate doctor. There's six opportunities for every associate doctor, um, that's available now six to one, right? So you better be very attractive. Dr. Pete, we were talking beforehand. I was telling you that when we first came chiropractic, we, when chiro matchmakers first came into the chiropractic space, you know, we were hearing associate doctors getting paid 65, 70, 75,000, right? And the truth be told is we've got 
a hundred jobs right now that are paying six figures or more, right? So it's like, it's all moving far to the right-hand side and you just got to be ready for this gang. You got to get this right, right? So when we hear about your business is always a reflection of your energy, your energy and your team's energy, we know the equation, energy equals MC squared, right? So E equals MC squared is energy equals money times crucial communications. There's two multipliers there, Pete. There's money and crucial communications, right? So you got to get the money thing right. I mean, you know, going back to your your associate doctor, uh, you know, experience with Cairo matchmakers um, and what people are paying them. I was reflecting back in my career and I worked as an associate doc. I think you did as well, maybe, um, maybe for a year. Yeah. So I, I was, I worked as an associate for a year and I'm not going to go deep into this, but I will say that I didn't, I did not earn, I was not paid um, more than 40,000 for my first year as an associate. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And at that time, I think that's what it, I think that's kind of what the, the going rate was like yeah. you come out plus school, bonus <laughs> you come out of school and i couldn't pay my student loans you know it was literally that low and here i was you know getting uh getting married uh during that year and then we ended up you know becoming pregnant so now we're bringing in our first child and you know you can't you can't live you know and so i experienced P me pete personally um i was earning more money when i was in college like hourly working construction while I was putting myself through school, uh, I was would have earned more sticking with that job full time than That's I right. would as a doctor. I mean, literally, I was making more money uh, working as a as a 20, 19, 20 year old doing construction, absolutely uh, putting myself through college uh, than uh, than I made as in my first year as a doctor. So I'm only saying that because we have an issue as a profession in general, and maybe you you have the same you got the disease, you got infected with it somehow where you thought, well, doctors, why should I pay them so much? And for whatever reason, that's an entitlement uh, mindset. And we have to get out of that. We have to think abundantly. We have to change our mindset. We have to re-evaluate re, re the value that we offer and bring. And we got to look at this differently. And I'll tell you, as soon as I opened my own practice, because I, obviously I wasn't going to be able to make it as an associate. Um, also, I'm not hardwired for that. Um, but I opened my practice and I immediately made a commitment. I remember talking to Mary uh, about this. I said, you know, we've got to pay people better. You know, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I want to pay them more. That's you right. know, yeah. I, I just made a commitment. So I've ever since being in business, always made a commitment to pay my people better. And I tried to pay them more than other people are paying them, not because I'm competing at that point, just because I wanted to make sure that they felt valued. Right. Um, and I expected I expected a level performance. I expected excellence and, and, and I got it. I've always got it from my teams because that's how we approached it. And we trained like lives depend on it and we pay them like lives depend on it. And this is just a culture. So Dr. Steven, I think, you know, we just, first, I just want to check the heart of all of us and our pulse on this and just say, you know what, this, this may get some of our blood pressures going up a little bit. This may challenge some of you, you might be having to look go into your office and look and talk to your accountant next week and be like, okay, so I'd listen to the podcast. And, but the reality is guys, we, we need to have this conversation because um, it's, it's just, otherwise we're not going to be able to maintain our businesses moving forward.
Yeah, and I want to, I want to, I want you to know that we're gonna, we're gonna get into the numbers. We're gonna talk brass tacks here, right? So, and the reality is, we need to talk about CAs. We need to talk about office managers, COOs. We talk about associate doctors and yourself, right? So, the reality is, is that um, when we look at that equation, equals MC squared. This two multipliers, money times crucial communications. This conversation is not about the crucial communications, but we have to say you just don't throw money at it, right? So it's not a question of like, oh, I just have to pay people more. It's like, no, this crucial communications of vision casting and goal setting and training and equipping and developing your people, setting expectations and agreements, recognition and celebration and you know guardrails and discipline, all of that, that that's a conversation for a different day. Just go to the archives and you can hear that conversation. Assuming that those pieces are in place, this is the money conversation. Like you don't want to just try to fix all your problems by throwing more money at it. That's a very expensive and a fool's errand, right? So, you know, make sure that you recognize here that we're just going to bring data to the table. Assuming that you've got your crucial communications lined up, let's get the money right. And the truth is, is right now, if we were to look historically, um, looking at hiring a CA, you know, you go back to 2008. 18, and I can tell you when you look at the historical mean, uh, you know, it was it was 16 bucks, right? So, which means that if you, and, and I'm going to use US dollars and I'm going to talk about the United States. I know this is a global conversation, so forgive us, uh, but we're going to, we're going to use US dollars. We're going to talk about around the US and you're going to need to extrapolate it out from there. Uh, but $16 as a mean means, you know, in parts of the country, it was $18 and parts of the country, it was $14. Like, so whether you're in French Lick, Indiana, or you're in Manhattan, um, whether you're in Miami or you're in Nashua, New Hampshire, whether you're in San Francisco um, or you're in Dripping Springs, Texas, I mean, there's going to be variance around the country. You just have to recognize that. But let's just talk averages so we can actually get something done here. Um, so it used to be 16 bucks an hour. That same scale is now $20 an hour, which means CAs are getting somewhere between 18 and $22 an hour, right? So, and that's for new CAs. That's not even established, you know, veteran CAs who are, who have grown up in the ranks, who've been with you and have taken on more responsibility and added more value to the practice. So you got to check yourself right there. So uh, if you're bringing in new CAs into the, if you want people to respond to your ads, you've got to, you're going to need to be there. Uh, to be, even be competitive, you're going to need to be on the far right-hand side of the spectrum, right? And you also have to look at where your existing team members are right now. If you've got A players, check yourself, where am I paying them? Because the last thing you want to do is to have them leave you to go make another 2 or $3 an hour somewhere else down the street, which would be a game changer for them, right? And, and it's going to be a negative game changer for you if you lose that great person. Remember, losing an A player is going to cost you five times their salary. Like, do the math. This is all about momentum, right? So if you lose a key player, your, your practice, you have a small business with a small team. If you lose a key player, you lose momentum. And in a chiropractic space, that means $10,000, $20,000 a month. You know, you lose momentum for two, three, four, five months. Do the math. You could have hired two more people or given them an enormous raise. So, Pete, this is just math. It's just economics, right? It's about understanding your business and making data-driven decisions when it comes to compensation. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. 
go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. So again, Doc, thank you for uh, for getting specific. So if you're if you're hearing us, you know we're we are giving you specific numbers, and I know for many of you who I uh, have I work with, and we've had conversations about compensation. These are the types of numbers that we've been talking about. And like you said, you know you are you need to pay attention to what the going rates are in your region. So Doc, just like you named all those you know cities and states, depending on where you are in the world, you do need do need to look around and say, okay, what are the dentists paying there? people what are the um you know the what are the restaurants paying their people what are the other businesses that you know are certain the services industries what are they paying their people what type of jobs do the same people that would come work for you what they would where else could they go and work with the same skill sets that they have what are they going to make going to those other places and earn and be and be be mindful of that as you choose your rate but like you said doc uh, you know, twenty twenty dollars an hour really is that that kind of base. That's that starting point. You know, so looking at your own staff right now, uh, take take inventory. Where is your current? Uh, what are people being paid? I, I've heard numbers be thrown out there to me of a lot lower than twenty. And I know some of docs maybe listening to this who are like in New York City and maybe out near Bellevue, Washington, and Seattle and other like places where the cost of of living is is a lot more. You're paying them more than twenty, and that's the starting rate. So recognizing where you're at in the region uh, is, is really important. I just want to emphasize being keeping your finger, finger on the pulse and not being reactive, guys, but being proactive. So building as you have these crucial co- communications with your people after this podcast and you go into it, go into it with purpose and intention and bring your heart. Dr. Steven, I want, to, I want you to share the story you shared with me about Henry Ford. I didn't yeah. know that. I think it's a really important conversation. And it's really at the heart of what we're doing. And it was it was something that was important to me, but I never put that exact language to it. Um, but I know that many of the people that I hired who worked for me in my office actually first started as patients. So That's I right. knew that this was something they valued. That That's was a right. vet. But thinking about it from a money standpoint is so, so important. Doc, I'd love for you to tell the story about Henry Ford. So to, to, to help our owners get their head around, you know, man, paying somebody that much from the start and increasing, bumping up everybody else's salaries all around them. So I don't piss off existing team members and they find out what you're hiring the newbie, you know, that kind of thing is just like, you know, you got to take a beat for a second. And, you know, one thing that I found really convicting was I heard the story of, of Henry Ford and Ford Motor Company really was a runaway success in Detroit. Uh, just, just during that, that automotive, that steel revolution that happens is like, they were extraordinarily successful. And one of the things that they attribute to everybody thinks about like assembly lines and that sort of thing. But, and that was part of it, but um, there were lots of businesses that were doing that sort of thing, or they quick, quickly copycatted that. What made Ford really stand out was that they paid their people, get this four and five times what the surrounding factories were paying their people in Detroit and it really pissed off a bunch of people in the automotive industry. And it was like, man, what are you doing? You're up a sudden in the Apple cart. And whenever Henry Ford was questioned on this, um, reportedly his response was, I want to make sure that anybody that works for the Ford Motor Company could afford to buy a Ford. And I thought that was very convicting. I'm like, okay, let's pull that into the chiropractic space. Now let's start, start taking a look at your team. Could the people that are at your front desk that are 
involved in the conversion process of like of of your patients, of the retention process of your patients, of the collections process of your patients, and the education process, right, and the administration of the and the support, et cetera. You know, could these people pay for their chiropractic care? Could they afford chiropractic care in your practice, right? So, do you, you know, when we're when when we're like cheering them on and setting KPIs and goals around conversions and retention, and and it's like. Would your team, these people that are actually interfacing with your community, would they be able to or be able to choose to afford chiropractic care? Could they pay for their care? Check yourself on that, right? So ask yourself, is that possible? And then Pete, quickly, you can get even to your office manager and to your associate doctors is like, you know, are they selling care that they couldn't afford themselves, right? Could they actually pay for their care or their family under regular care, which is what they're advocating and selling technically in your practice? The question is, is are you paying them enough where they could pay for it for themselves? And, and guys, again, that is the question. I mean, if you walked away from this episode with one, you know, question in mind or one point in mind, that's the question to ask. And the answer must be affirmative. It, you know, it must be yes. Absolutely. And, and if, if it's not the answer, then that's, that's your, that's your bar. And then that's your test to know. And, you know, my hope is that, you know, for all of us, we recognize doc. And I think we talked about this early in the episode, which was, you know, value, you know, you, you, you pay people more because you value them more, right? Our job as a CEO is um, to expose people's worth and value. It's to put them in positions where they rise and shine, right? It's putting them in the position of strength where their zone, where their gene is is magnified it's it's a place where i'm fulfilled in my work right we always talk about we love the work and love to work and that's a problem but i love like putting people in positions where they love the work that they get to do and then they're valued and guess what happens as a result of this this one way of showing uh caring for someone because it's caring for people uh is that the performance on the other side should be increasing right so we expect more value from adding more value, right? So you add value to the equation and you get value out of that equation. So I want to talk about office managers. I want to talk about uh, associates, doc, before, before we wrap today, because we, we also had a, a great conversation before this episode about that. And uh, again, it's a really great just framework and mindset and a way to be thinking. It's exactly how I ran my practice. And it's exactly what we, we, we're, we're talking about now. Uh, Doc, so let's talk about, you know, just the concept with the office managers and then the the associates, because these are higher level employees who are making or earning more. And we'll give some good constructs around this. But as I'm listening to you, when you talk about value, um, this is as much relational as it is transactional, guys. Let's let's bring the heart to this, right? And recognize that there's lots of ways we can show our people that we appreciate and we value them. But what we pay them is the most concrete way. You know, it's the common denominator. It's what the one everybody can land on, right? So you're not hearing me say it's the most important thing. It's like, it's a, you know, we all know, we've all seen the surveys. Why did you leave your job? It wasn't because they weren't paying enough, right? So this is like, but at the end of the day, it's like the one concrete thing that we can all come together on and be like, okay, well, that's one way to express one certain way, one sure way, one common way. It's a common language we all speak. It's one way to convey that, that, that to a, a team member is through what you compensate them. I had this conversation yesterday with my my wife and I sat with our home manager. Like we've got uh, this awesome person who works in our home and they do everything, right? So shopping and they're a chef and they prepare foods and, you know, they they spoil me rotten, right? So laundry sheets, you know, clean a house, like all this is like, I don't know what we would do without her, right? That's how I feel personally. 
And I know that it increases the quality of my life, but more importantly, it increases the quality of my wife's life and my children's life, right? So happy wife, happy life. That's not a joke, right? So it's like, I know that when Camilla can focus on the children and PS focus on me because she's not focused on doing all the, the running around stuff, I'm like, we can pay somebody to do that. I would rather have your focus and attention and energy on the children, the family, and, you know, and being Dr. Camilla than, than you know, folding towels, right? So we had this conversation about, you know, sh giving her a raise and it was a bit of a sphincter conversation because we pay her well, but I'm like, no, 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 you're asking the wrong question. It's like, how much do you value her and how would it affect your life if she left for somebody else who would pay her more? You have to start there thinking that. And she was like, oh dear Lord. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Just like start there. It's like, don't worry about the dollars and cents of it first. Think about the value. So Dr. B, the same can be said for the people that make our businesses magical, right? That make our businesses successful and make our professional lives better, increase the quality of our lives as professionals, right? So, you know, when you look at somebody like an office manager, you know, a good rule of thumb is this. If you want to have a seven-figure business, let's say you have a $1 million business, right? So if you have a seven million, a seven seven-figure $1 million practice, your office manager should should be making six figures, right? So it should be a hundred thousand dollars and they're truly probably a COO at that point. Okay. And frankly, same thing with an associate doctor. If you have a seven figure practice, you should have a six figure associate doctor, right? So that, that's just a good, just heuristic, a good rule of thumb, a starting point, right? So if you cut that in half and you have a half a million dollar practice, your office manager should be making half of that, about $50,000, right? So that, that's about where that is. If you have a half a million dollar practice, your office manager who makes your world go round is at 50 on their way to 100 as your business goes from 500 to 1 million. Here's the truth, Dr. Pete, is I... You know, I know I want to be a seven-figure guy and I want everybody around me to be cheering for me, not resenting me, okay? Right. So, you know, I love being a seven-figure person. So I want to surround myself with six-figure champions. Many of those who know they probably wouldn't be six figures if they weren't in our organization, right? So total transparency here. I want to make sure that I'm surrounded by people who are doing better with me than without me because ultimately that's our job as the CEO. Our job is to create an environment where people are gonna be more successful with us than without us. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So I am here in the studio with one of my good friends, colleagues, incredible chiropractor, leader in our industry and space, uh, he's been serving chiropractors for, I'm, I don't know, man, what is it going on 20 years? I don't know. You'll tell us, but 2002, uh, yeah. 2002, 20 years, Dr. Brian Capra from Genesis Chiropractic Software Systems. And I'm just um, really, really, again, we chatted just a little bit before and I'm just excited because I know for me personally, I, I've uh, had have years of experience using your, your systems and just grateful for that. And now I get to work with chiropractors and many of them who are also using your systems. And I love how you guys have just continued to innovate, continue to evolve, continue to develop, to meet the, the ever-changing needs in the marketplace. And um, just super pumped to have a conversation uh, with you as, as a CEO of a business in chiropractic, making a big impact. So Dr. Brian, anything uh, you want to share about yourself to our audience to introduce yourself, and then we'll jump in. 
Well, like you said, man, first of all, thanks for having me, man. It's always great to see you and spend time with you. It's like, man, we get to, we get to spend time with friends and that's, that's our, you know, J-O-B, so, so to speak. So it's, what, what a great life we have. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, Genesis started uh, way back in the day, 16 years ago as a big, because of a big need that I felt. Um, and it's, I love you guys and your, your content specifically, especially the CEO stuff, because I just had my own problems using technology to, to actually manage a business. Um, you know, practice management software is a common, commonly used phrase, except the problem was, from my perspective, it didn't help me manage a business, <laughs> help me do some, some things, uh, but not manage an actual business like a CEO would. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time, still growing and, like you said, innovating and uh, it's exciting. It's fun. It's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you, we, we sometimes talk about scratching that itch and, and like and also like we speak from scar tissue. So clearly this came out of pain, like you developed something mm -hmm out of a pain point, uh, there was a, there was an issue, right? There was a problem. When we, when we talk about every business is a business exists to solve a problem for someone else, right? That's why Correct, a business yeah. exists, right? So talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the problem sure. that you saw and that you still see that you guys solve for the, for the community and for docs. Sure. Uh, well, the pain, I really had two separate issues that I didn't realize were so closely related. One was at the time we we're doing a lot of still insurance at the time. Um, and my collections, I was outsourcing it. My collections were kind of haphazardly all over the place. And you, we'd send our claims out and never really know, did they get submitted? Did they not get submitted? Are they following up on all, all the claims or just the big claims? And where's my money kind of thing? And am I collecting what I should collect? Um, so I shifted software technology uh, to a technology that wasn't available in chiropractic. And my collections went up by 40%. And it was the methodology that was used that made the difference. It just so happens that the another problem I had, I felt in my practice, was patient uh, the patient experience and the retention of patients. Um, and I, I had I was using another software, but I always had this issue of, well, whatever happened to so and so, you know. And you know, long story, I won't tell my full my full personal story, but you know, I lost a patient, and it was a very traumatic thing for me. But and no matter what I did, the technology I had just would not help me really put a stranglehold on retention. In other words, I think retention should be, you know, when a patient no longer is a patient anymore. There's a, des a decision point. You know, they don't want to be there anymore. Now patients move and whatever. Um, but it should be, you should be aware of it. Not you wake up in the middle of the night thinking of the patient you haven't seen. And, and it's been three months. And then you go find out we dropped a procedure. Um, and then it's, let's everybody manage by fire. Let's train on that procedure. Right. And then we get better at that. And we drop the ball somewhere else. So, um, the technology, the automation, the artificial intelligence that solved my billing problem, I realized also solved the retention patient experience problem. And it wasn't available anywhere else in the profession at the time. And it still isn't actually. So, uh, we're the only ones that leverage artificial intelligence to, really put a pinpoint on every single step in your processes. And so that, you know, like this one thing doesn't happen, that's a retention fire. Um, but you see it in real time kind of thing. Powerful. So, so, um, so let's, let's keep digging in. So, sure. you know, um, let's talk about, so we, we want to increase, um, the numbers of people that we can reach, right? So we want to, mm -hmm. you know, greater impact, greater income. 
Um, we want to have a bigger impact, bigger income. And these are business owners. We're talking about, you know, chiropractic. We're also passionate, you know, many of us about what we do. We have a strong belief in what we do. It's not just a business or a job for us. Like you said, you know, we really care about what we're doing and we think it's really important. So uh, can you talk about that? Like, how do we, how does, you know, what you're able to do through what you guys, your team and you have created, how do you help doctors, you know, make that bigger impact, make that bigger income, but, but do it in a way where they're, what we teach using leverage, you know, you're leveraging it. So it's not like, you know, you're having to work harder, but you're working smarter. You're leveraging, you just brought up AI. I, I don't, even that term, like to a lot of us, we're like, I'm not really sure how that all works, but yeah. you know, we see it in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we exactly. see it on the stats on ESPN, but that's not, you know, the same thing. So, um, yeah, we, we say revenue retention and compliance, right? Okay. So yep. compliance, because that's an important part, whether your cash or your insurance is an important part to, you know, keep yourself safe. You make all this money, you got to keep it, right? It's like, you don't want to put yourself in jeopardy of, uh, issues with compliance, whether it's with insurance or state boards or what have you. So when it, and you're right, chiropractic, uh, from my perspective, if every man, woman, and child runs a chiropractic care, there's nowhere near enough chiropractors. So we have to make a lot of money. We have to have, we have to, as a profession scale, like be able to scale our businesses to see way more people than we see currently. And I, I, th- I believe one of the reasons we have to make a lot of money is because we have to attract other people to our profession. You know, people aren't out there thinking, how do, what profession do I go into to make a lot of money? They're not necessarily thinking about chiropractic, right? But they should, right? because it's super valuable. We're not making the money we should, right? Um, so what we do specifically, we leverage artificial intelligence um, to optimize the revenue of a practice, whether it's cash or, insur- or insurance and the patient retention. And, and when you have patient retention higher, right, increased, improved, you're obviously going to get more volume. So you're increasing the capacity, but you can't, what a lot of practices do and other technologies enable is management by fire, like I just explained, or a lot of manual work to find the, the attrition risks in the practice. And that attrition could be your money or it could be a patient, right? You're, where are you going to lose money right now? Or where are you going to lose a patient right now? So, you know, the, the technology is able to know your processes. We teach it your processes, right? Um, and when one little step in the process doesn't happen, it's, it's right in your face. Like this one thing didn't happen today. You're not going to no-show reports or patients without future appointments or care plans that are expired or inventory that's low or credit cards on file that are, you know, uh, expired as well. You're, you're not going to, fi- to the report to find the thing you have to do. The system is smart enough to tell you the thing you have to do and give you a list of the things you have to do before end of day to make sure that every single step in the patient experience is is optimized and then in that way if there's anything left on that list and there's an owner for each item on the list then you know who didn't do what specifically and if something's not finished by the end of the day it's it makes management uh makes your real management (laughs) this is real life managing uh not like what they say with practice management software uh it makes your life easy right because you only could have a few issues if something's not completed by the end of the day and somebody owns it. Either they're too busy, right? That's maybe they just had too many of those things. So they're over capacity, right? They're just overflowing. Maybe you need another person, in other words, to help with that. 
-hmm. Maybe they're not trained on that. Maybe it's their first day. So you have a training issue. Maybe they hate doing that thing and they're just not willing to admit it to you, but you'll find out right away because it's not finished. You address it. I hate doing that thing. Maybe they're in the wrong seat in your practice, right? Maybe they're in the wrong business. Mm. They're not the right fit for your business. But these are the things that kill businesses, <laughs> that if you yeah. don't know them and you don't proactively, just like in chiropractic, this is the subluxation, but it's right yep. there in your face. If you don't adjust that thing, it only gets worse. Yep. And what doctors uh, typically don't realize, um, especially newer docs that are, have never run a business before, is those things, those little things snowball, right? Mm. It costs you hours and hours of time because you're constantly retraining and rehiring and you know replacing team members but not knowing why you're shooting in all directions with no focus yes cost you thousands and thousands maybe tens of thousands of dollars over your career and it costs lives really what the the biggest issue is if it's not optimized it's a person's life is the thing a no-show is, is somebody's life um yeah. on the line there wow i mean you just talk like you talked all of this CEO stuff and we, 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 you, you just hit on so many things when it came to capacity, you talked about right people, you talked about, um, accountability, visibility, reporting, timeliness of that, like the flow of information, management of people, setting expectations. I mean, you just talked about all that about like down to the, the smallest detail that it actually matters. People say, Oh, you're going to have a remarkable business. It's like, yeah. So in order to have a remarkable business, you've got to have all of these things dialed in, things got to be dialed in. But what you're talking about, how would you be able to do that? If you didn't have a software system to be able to do that, you're, you're managing by memory, you're managing by fire, you're managing by yeah. guessing. And it's I mean, amazing. It's amazing yeah. how successful some, some docs are when I look at That's it right. with, with antiquated systems. It's like, wow, you're able to do all this. We put the software in their practice and this happened to me, you know, you put that in there. All of a sudden, what happened for me is my practice, my volume was perfect. My, it was, I went in, I would go into the practice. I knew what I had to do each day, boom, 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 and adjust my patients. I'm like, what else is there? There must be something else I I'm supposed to do. Your life actually gets easier because mm -hmm. everybody else knows what they're supposed to do perfectly. And it happened, it, it, it's like a concert, uh, you know, it, it's like a, a symphony working perfectly. Um, and the revenue's there, the patients are there, they're referring other patients, they're getting great results. It's just, it's, it's, it becomes somewhat effortless. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's what it's all about. Everything does really matter. That one little issue matters. And uh, that I told you about, like the system identifies, but what yeah. happens, but what, what, what happens a lot of times is without a technology to help you with that, you just don't know. You just yeah. really don't, don't know. You're not going to go look at all those reports and other yeah. systems. There's no way you're, you don't have the time. So bringing up time and then talking about, you know, your own, your own story of the doctor being the doctor being like, what else is there to me to do? You talked about, that sounds to me like you, you leverage technology and systems yep. to buy back your time and your energy and focus. So you could do other things, whether it's grow your business or spend more time with your family or whatever. Can you talk a little bit about ROI to, to us? You know, we're a bunch of CEOs here listening. This is our podcast. It's we talk business. We want to help more remarkable practices, you know, become more remarkable businesses, docs become CEOs. So, um, you know, time, energy, focus and money, right. The four limited resources. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, speak, speak to that. Like you've already been, so I'm just going to say, Hey, keep, keep rolling. So as somebody's looking at, okay, how can I create, I want to become, a, I want to grow my business. I want to expand. 
I want to create more time freedom for myself, for my family, or I want to start a new business, or I want to expand the business that I have or whatever. So talk to me a little about, about that, that scalability, durability element, and really how somebody can measure those, those limited resources in that ROI um, using uh, a product like yours. Well, uh, one, of, one of the things we call our, our sales team product consultants, because they really do consult with you on your, on your business. The first thing they do with you is ask you a lot of questions about your numbers. How are you doing this? How are you doing that? What's your retention rate? What's your AR numbers? What's your collections per visits? You know, how much do you bill out? How much do you collect? All those numbers, because they dive into every single one of those numbers with you, because we know what kind of results you can get with automation and that what we call the single point management, which is that, that, that list of tasks, if you would. Um, so we, we know um, how much we can improve your retention rate, for example. And if you improve your retention rate at your collection rate per visit, what that means in two, one, two, five, 10 years for your practice, if we improve your collection rate because of inefficiency in your insurance, that gets even higher, right? So we can actually monetize those numbers. The free time thing um, we talk about. Well, how long does it take you to document the visit? How many, how many, how many hours a week are, are is your staff spending looking through reports, calling insurance companies, um, uh, calling no shows, right? Because a no show is not only a retention issue, but then the people have your staff has to continually follow up with those no shows. So if we can, you know shrink that number, it's not only better for retention and referrals and revenue, but it's also a decrease in cost at the same time. So the cost goes down while the revenue goes up. And these things, these are exponential changes if you can just focus uh, on those things. And we, we ask our, our clients to focus on one thing at a time, right? Just fix one little problem at a time. Don't try to fix everything. It's like you've seen Genesis grow over the years. We were just talking about this before we got on building out the team over time, just fix one thing. You can't fix everything and just let it work. You know, just let it work. Give yourself some room. A lot of docs are trying to run around, fix everything that all the time and <laughs> you wind up getting nothing done. You know, your team needs to be yep. focused. You need to be focused. Um, but Genesis, we actually do that return on investment um, conversation slash calculation with, with our prospects that come through the pipeline. It's awesome. All right. Last question here, a little bonus question. So how does uh, a doctor or a listener get in contact with you? How do they learn more about what you're doing and get in contact? Uh, you can always email me directly. It's Dr. Brian, D-R-B-R-I-A-N at Genesis Chiropractic Software.com. Uh, I will usually, if you have questions, we'll, we can always you know, bounce back and forth a few times. If you actually want to see the system, um, you just go to Genesis Chiropractic Software.com. Uh, you click, there's always a schedule button you know, random places on the screen, one at the top, one at the bottom, in the middle. Click on that. What it'll do is it'll give you a calendar and time availabilities that are that you can choose from. You put your name in there, you know, kind of like a Calendly thing, and it'll actually schedule you with the consultation, send you reminders, um, and give you a link for a Zoom just like this. And you, you'll get on the consultation and just start, start the process of getting to know my team. Um, you know, it's a big decision if you're thinking about switching technology. So my team, the one thing you will not get is a quick rush to features and, you know, try to force, you know, quick offers and specials and all this stuff. Now they're going to take their time, get to know you, get to know your practice and really understand how, if, and how we can help you. So that's, that's the best way to do that. If you want to do that. 
Awesome. Well, again, thank you, uh, Doc Brian, for being here and joining me on the Remarkable CEO podcast. Thank you for being a Remarkable Success partner. You've been thank you. running with the Remarkable Tribe for uh, many years now, and we greatly appreciate you and uh, and all that yeah. you're doing to help uh, doctors help more people and uh, build more remarkable practices so they can have more remarkable lives in the process. We, uh, again, greatly appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time. For all of you who are listening, appreciate all of you, and I look forward to joining with you next week on our next episode. Until then, God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.